Hey folks, hope your Q3 and Q4 is off to a good start. We just wrapped up Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. Hundreds of bootstrap founders showed up. It was an amazing time. I loved meeting so many of you. This interview today is a recording from that session, which you're going to love because now we have visuals, we have the founder teaching, and I made every single speaker include their revenue graphs and real artifacts in their presentations. Without further ado, let's jump in. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Please welcome John Doherty to the stage. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Um, so what is up with, I was just talking to Nathan, I'm like, what's up with the Virginia crowd? I'm from Virginia originally. I live in Denver now, but went to JMU, go Dukes, and I know got some hokies in the crowd. But uh, my name is John Doherty. I'm the founder and CEO of two companies. One's called Credo. We help companies hire the right digital agency, marketing, design, development. Um, the other one's called Editor Ninja. We're the design pickle of copy editing. So today I'm going to talk with you about how I generated $250 million in leads for digital agencies as a one-person marketing team. Before I start, I'm going to give you two. Uh, I'm going to let you know about two things. Number one, I'm going to swear. I can't help it. I'm going to swear. If you're offended, I'm sorry. Number two, I talk fast. Do you think Nathan talks fast, fellow Virginia boy? I once said all 42 United States presidents at that time. This is like 2003 in 8.2 seconds. So let's rock and roll. So let's see if I can even get this thing to work. All right, sweet. So over the next 20 minutes, I'm going to talk to you about a few things. I'm going to show you how I generated all of these leads through number one, traffic, number two, forms and conversions, and number three, follow-ups. The money is in the follow-up, so I'm going to show you how we optimize that process. Um, so uh, I have always believed, I'm a relationship-driven person. I'm an introvert, but I love people. So I have built my company off of the relationships that and organic traffic that I've been able to generate. Uh, I've, I learned SEO. I did it professionally for a number of years via relationships that I built in the space. So early days, I go. I love going and visiting customers. This is a, just a goofy photo from visiting a, my very first customer in Provo, Utah. Back in 2016, I had a lot less gray in my beard. Um, I blame the pa pandemic and having a three-year-old. Um, but over the years, we have grown uh, lead pipeline substantially. So my business, we help brands, SaaS companies, find the right digital marketing agency to work with. Um, I've worked with over 400 software founders in the last 18 months. I was the marketing coach in Dan Martell's Growth Accelerator for about 18 months. So I've helped a lot of SaaS companies drive a lot of traffic and grow their business. Um, so I went out on my own in uh, end of 2015. I got laid off by Zillow. I was running marketing at a couple of their brands. I ran marketing at a couple of their brands, one at a time. Um, and I got laid off from there and decided to work for myself. Decided I didn't want a boss. So I went and I started uh, basically slinging leads, basically selling leads. Um, and in that time... We have done, uh, as you can see, uh, last year in 2021, we generated almost $100 million in digital marketing leads. I'm the only marketing person at the business. So today I'm going to show you exactly how we did that. There was some talk, I mean, uh, two talks ago and then the one before that, there was a lot of talk about SEO and content. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you guys some tips and tricks, give you all some tips and tricks um, about uh, what you can do as well. And I'm also going to dispel some myths for you. 
Um, but as you can see, in 2017, we generated about $5.5 million in digital marketing leads. This is about 12-ish, 18 months-ish after I went out on my own. Uh, the next year, it jumped to 21.7. Next year, 29. And then we went to 72 million in 2020 because everyone fired their marketing teams but still needed to do marketing, so they hired agencies. So we saw about a 70% lift in our revenue that year. Last year, it was close to $100 million. And this year, of course, it's been 2022, and everyone went on vacation. And turns out people would rather go to Europe and lose their bags, thanks United, rather than hire marketing agencies. So, um, but it's still been it's still been a pretty good year, and we'll end up kind of around last year um, is the is the goal. So today, obviously, we're talking about marketing. Um, so everyone's heard the marketing funnel, which kind of starts up here and it comes down here, right? I prefer to take that, take that, flip it 180 degrees, and you get a pyramid. I prefer to talk about it as a marketing pyramid. Number one, you got to start with traffic. You have to get people to your website to be able to show them what it is you're, you're working on so then they can convert and you can turn them into a customer. So we start with traffic. Different sources convert in different ways. Different sources are more effective than others, but I'm going to show you how I think through this. Number two is a, is a good converting form. So make it easy for people to, we're going to talk about kissing. Keeping it simple, silly. I have a three-year-old. Um, and then a conversion event. Um, how do you convert people in? And then a follow-up funnel. How do you get people to actually stick around, attend demos, et cetera, um, and come through? So... To start off with, number one, you need to get traffic to get leads. It seems pretty simple, but a lot of people forget this. And a lot of people, you'll go and you'll read Indie Hackers or something like that, and you'll see these stories. How I generated 300,000 know, visits to my site in, uh, you know, in, in one month you know, to my SaaS company. I'm going to show you that you actually don't need that if you have a high enough ticket offer. Um, so, But first of all, play to your strengths. I get so many questions. I've gotten so many questions over the years about, well, John, what's the best channel? What's the number one channel I can do to generate traffic to my SaaS site? Um, and I say, well, what are you good at? What do you love doing, right? What do you know? Are you a great designer? Facebook ads, Instagram ads are probably going to work pretty well for you as long as you have budget to actually buy those. Or you can make it super profitable and you know, fund it that way. Um, or you raise a bunch of money or take a bunch of debt. Um, use the one that plays to your strengths and experience. So for me, SEO, content, referral. I wrote my first novel at nine years old. I've been blogging since 2001. I can crank out a ton of content quickly. Um, and so that's, that's how I started building the company. Um, we chose, uh, and you can, you know, if you're an engineer, marketing via engineering, you got calculators, um, you got all sorts of ways that you can, you can engineer growth as well. Um, you know, product-led growth is super popular these days. Um, for us, we chose SEO and referral, and referral because it's what I knew. So I'm going to share a couple hacks with you and show you how we did that. And then relationships. If you're building a company in a space that you know, which is really, let's be honest, the best way to do it because you probably experienced those problems a bunch of times and then you've gone and you've built a software product. Um, you should also know people and relationships have been kind of my cheat code to building this company. Um, and I'll show you an example of that here coming up. So here's our organic traffic. This is back to 2016, 2017. We went from 1,400 visits a month in November 2016 to almost 10,000 visits in October 2017. We saw like a 5, 6x lift in leads um, in this time as well. That was that bump that you saw went from 5.5 to 7 point whatever in, uh, in 27, or sorry, 21 point whatever in, um, in 2017. Um, but we just started generating traffic. Um, via SEO, um, speaker three ago was, was talking about content as well at the bottom of the funnel. We kind of did it all through the whole funnel. So how we did this was pretty simple. We did six things that I mentioned here. Number one, we wrote 100 plus blog posts in about 12 months time, targeting long tail traffic. How do I? What is? How to do this thing? Um, and then a big thing that we did, which honestly, if I could go back, this is one of the things that I would do again if I could do this business again. We published an industry pricing guide because I was talking to, to companies and they said, uh, well, John, how much, how much do agencies cost? How much should I expect to spend? 
I was like, well, I don't have the answers offhand, but I had 100 plus agency profiles where they'd given me all that data. So let's take that data, let's put it together, let's put it into a pricing guide that no one else had published. Now, a ton of people have them, but I did it first. Um, and we've gone back, we've updated it every two years. And so we have, we, we did it last year. So we have last year, you know, 2021 data, 2019 data, 2017, or 2018 and 2017, I believe. Um, so this got us a ton of links. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would basically, I would basically publish a big uh, guide like this with like industry data that no one else has every quarter, every three months. And that's all the content I would do. I would do that and I would promote the shit out of it. And I'd rinse and repeat and do it again. I learned this trick from Zillow where I worked for two years where they built that brand, built a publicly traded company off the back of making data that is opaque, transparent. So the more you can do that, give your customers the info that they need to make smart decisions, the more you're going to win. Um, I leveraged my relationships. So guest posting on Moz and Search Engine Land and all these other websites where I knew people, where I knew the editor-in-chief, I'd email them, they'd want me to guest post, they'd cover stuff that we put out. So great way to kind of leverage, uh, leverage relationships that I had built. Conferences, I spoke at seven different seven, uh, digital summit uh, conferences in, in seven cities in seven weeks in 2017. I was on a plane, like, I mean, literally every week I was going somewhere else in the country. Detroit, Kansas City, not even fun places, to be honest with you. No, no offense to anyone from Kansas City. I actually like Kansas City. Um, I didn't love Detroit. But uh, so spoke at a ton of conferences and then also was a podcast guest. Podcasts, by the way, new guest blogging is the best way. If you speak well and you have interesting things to share, it's a great way. You spend 30 minutes, you build a backlink, and everyone that listens to that podcast also hears you speak. And a lot of us are better spoken than we are written. So it's a phenomenal way. It's kind of a, a multi-channel hack for you there. Um, so that's how we did that. That's how we started growing traffic and how we grew it over time. I will also say one thing that we did that's generated us a lot of organic traffic is we took, so I've got, you know, all the marketing channels, like SEO, content, et cetera, agencies, consultants, verticals, healthcare, medical, real estate, whatever, business types, e-commerce, SaaS. I just blew out my whole site taxonomy. I have 6,500 pages on my website, all targeting things like B2B, B2B healthcare, SaaS marketing companies. Volume's not huge, but it is hyper-targeted. It is insane. Like we, we get like 30 to 50% conversion rates on these pages because they're so, so specific. Um, and you have enough of them, um, you're, you're gonna get enough, uh, enough traffic. Um, the next thing is referral relationships. So this is a blog post that was published on Moz.com. Um, Y'all probably know Moz, they're an SEO software company that was you know really popular back in like 2011, 12, and through like 17, 18. Um, so I, I worked for an agency in New York City that we partnered with Moz. So I got to do some whiteboard Fridays and I was blogging on there, et cetera. And Rand Fishkin, the founder, is a friend of mine. He did a whiteboard Friday. He did one of these videos, like a 10 minute video or maybe even longer, I don't remember anymore. But he did these every Friday for 10 years. And he did one about how to hire an SEO agency. And there were two places he pointed people. One, to their own recommended list of agencies, of which I was on there as well as a consultant myself, and my site. This one mention alone has made my company over $300,000 in the last five years. One mention alone, 300 plus thousand dollars. Huge relationships. Um, this is the traffic over time. You can see, obviously, it's kind of gone down. We got mentioned again on Moz in start of 2022, and it kind of spiked back up for a little bit. Um, but that's how we initially uh, got traffic and converted, converted them into users. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, 
and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Now I'm going to talk about forms and convergence. We're going to keep it talk about keeping it simple. I'm going to talk about social proof and tell you what didn't work for me and what has, and then talk about having one um, one conversion type. So fewer fields is almost always better. Almost always better. I caveat that because there are times that it's not. Um, but this form on the left, this was our original form. It was 12 fields long. No one who knows you that's really like I'm just looking for an agency. Like just talk to me, right? Or like be an agency and just, and just uh, let me contact you. We reduced that down to six. This is our current form. Um, and it's like 30, a 35% increase in conversions. Who would like to get a 35% increase in conversions? I hope every single one of you should have your hand raised right now, or at least be nodding. Um, so reduce the number of, uh, for, of fields on your form. Um, if, you, uh, if you need to, um, I'm gonna go back for a second. If you need to, uh, you can also add in an interstitial step, which I'll talk about in a second called a funnel filter to further qualify people. Um, but one thing that did not work for us, everyone says, oh, take your conversion forms, put them into multiple steps and you're gonna get an increase in leads. We did that. We saw a 20% decrease in leads when we did that. I think it's because our form wasn't fast enough going in between each step didn't move fast enough. So um, I actually rolled that back and when we went back to one form, we saw a 30% increase in leads on that as well. So test, test everything, show the proof. So social proof is massive for you. If you can get testimonials, right? Speaker before me is talking about success and getting all these testimonials and such, pepper that shit across your site. Put it all over your website because it, it's literally your customer telling other prospects why they love you. It's magic. So on, this is our, our current conversion page. We talk about 6,500 plus happy customers, happy clients finding agencies. We say that twice. It's actually in that small text there in the top right. We talk about the sites that we've helped. We have a, a testimonial below that as well. One thing that did not work for me is I put a testimonial below the form and we saw convergence drop by 25%. I use full story on my website to, to, um, to record people via video, record their screens. Um, as they're kind of going through our sites, I looked at the month before and I looked at the month where we saw the drop. Literally, when there was no uh, testimonial below the form, people were just converting. And they're using, uh, I don't think I have it there. If you look, there's a next, uh, next button down there. That just takes them to schedule a call. Um, so it is kind of a multi-step form, but once we implemented that next button instead of submit, no one wants to submit. Everyone wants to do something else. They're trying to achieve something, 15% lifting conversions. Um, but testimonials below the form, people would scroll down. They'd like look at the form. They'd scroll down and look at the other testimonial and then bounce back because it, it caused them to have more questions. Then they just keep moving forward with us. So I never put testimonials underneath the forms uh, anymore. I've tested this to death. Um, I've tested this so many times. Um, so fewer fields, fewer choices. People lie. You get a lot of as aspirants. So if you have like a budget uh, field and people are at, and you're asking them like what they're spending, people that are spending just a little bit of money are going to say they're spending a lot because they want to be spending a lot, right? So recognize that a that's going to happen, and then also figure out a way to help the people that are that have smaller budgets, so then they can grow into people that have bigger budgets to ultimately you know pay you more money. Um, you can always get more information on the next step. So we don't. So we basically delineate people and send people in different directions via. Uh, based on how much marketing budget they have. Um, this is the next step. This is the second step after that form. It's form, they go here. If, they have, if they're spending over 50 grand a year on marketing, they're taking a schedule call with my team to qualify them and get them introduced to, our, uh, to agencies via our, our software. If they are spending under that, then they're put into an automatic flow. They post a project and then agencies reach out to them and pay us per leader a subscription. 
Um, always check your conversion pages for errors. Anytime you, you ship your site, make sure that you're testing, make sure you're not like, you didn't you know, remove the call scheduling. Been there, done that, not fun. Um, so always be checking for errors and no social proof below forms. If you, if you take one thing away from this, don't put social proof below forms. It will kill your conversions. Um, and then one conversion type. So I have one way for people to convert on my site. It is get started. Takes you to that form. Uh, this is Webinar Ninja. Shout out to Omar. They have one way to get started. Start for free. It's a free trial, right? Um, you can obviously do things beyond that like we do. We kind of segment them out. Um, but uh, the other hack for you here on conversions is I talked about my 6,500 plus category pages, right? B2B, SaaS, content marketing agencies. When you're on that page, you click the get started button. We're automatically populating the content marketing part of that on the form. So they don't even have to fill that out because we have a ton of options there. They don't even have to fill that out. It's like, oh, well, how'd you know I was looking for content marketing? Well, you're on the freaking page, right? So that right there was like a 12% lift in conversions once we implemented that. So you can see, I mean, these things are like, I'm giving you decent sized numbers, right? 10, 12, 30, 35%. In aggregate, this stuff adds up to so many, you know, so many more conversions for you over time. Um, and then third part is that the money, the money here is in the follow-up. So speed to lead, this is super important. Uh, following up with people and doing a different reach out based off of what they did. Uh, personal SMS, so Chris Brisson's not in here, but using a sales message, we sent an auto SMS to remind people of a demo. Um, and uh, that gave us 30% uh, improvement and reduced the number of people not showing up. Um, and I'm gonna talk about plain text because business, business is human to human. So this is the email that we send or that we sent. We've since like redesigned our logos. This is an older email. We basically still send the same thing. Someone submits our form. They don't schedule a call. 10 minutes later, Zapier is tagging them inactive campaign with a call not scheduled tag and we're sending them this email. If they have scheduled it, then we put them into a different flow and we make sure that we're SMSing them and we're, we're getting, you know, we're, we're being involved and they know that we're real people and we're super excited about talking to them, right? But we send them this email 10 minutes after automatically if they haven't converted, this saves about 15%. Of leads, about 15% of people that did not schedule, about 60% do, and then there's another 40%, and we say 15% of that 40%. I know I'm doing a lot of math. I know everyone's blood sugar is low because we haven't had lunch yet, but these are the numbers. Um, so this works really, really well with that big schedule call now button. That is what that improved things um, too. So here's an SMS uh, that decreased no-shows for us, two demos by 30%. So my business, we qualify leads, we schedule them with agencies, and then basically the agencies try to sell them, right? We get paid for the lead and we get paid commission on the back end. Um, we had an issue, and I'll just go ahead and go to the next one, um, and then I'll go back. We had an issue, you can see there, we had a big spike in late 2020 of a lot of uh, leads, a lot of prospects not attending calls with agencies. Every single one of those cost me $400, right? Sales message is like $49 a month. So we implemented this. We send this SMS. We say, you know, hi, Mike, Credo here. You have a call with so-and-so on this date, at this time. Here's the time zone. Information is in the calendar invite because we'd have people being like, oh, where's the Zoom info? It's in the calendar invite. This is also two-way messaging. So they can reply and say, oh, I can't make it. Concierge level, we're going we're gonna to reschedule for them. Well, when can you make? Okay, cool. We'll reschedule it for you. They can also do it in the app. Um, but if you give people a chance to talk to a person, they're going to do that instead of doing it themselves. That's fine because I'm not losing $400 because you know we didn't contact them. Um, so that's uh, th that's just like a complete no-brainer um, for us. Um, and uh, we actually schedule that via Zapier. Book via you can book me. Schedule that SMS to go out an hour before the meeting via Zapier through sales message. Um, it's been it's been big. We also use sales message by the way. Uh, people that we haven't heard from in a while, we use SMS to re-engage them instead of sending emails. We use SMS. People expect SMS these days. I mean, the open rates on SMS is huge. Um, so 
Then this is an email um, that we send. Uh, this is after they book, someone books a call with us. We find, I, I wanted to study psychology in, business, in, uh, in university. Uh, my parents told me to study something else, even though they were both psychology majors. Um, but uh, sorry, I studied technical writing and web development. But um, psychology is fascinating to me. And so I know that people will not do what you want them to do if they are afraid that they're not going to get what they want from that interaction. So we tell them straight up right here, this is what we're going to discuss on this call that you just scheduled with us. Here's how we work. This is what we're going to discuss so they can come prepared. We get better information from them and they show up more often. And then we're able to get them introduced, which is how we make money. Um, and then we also ask them at the bottom to refer their friends to us once they've had, once they've had a great experience. Not if you have a great experience, once you've had a great experience. They're like, oh, cool. I'm basically guaranteed a great experience. So they're, ha they're happy to show up. And then finally, I want to talk a little bit about measurement, because all of this is no good if you're not actually measuring it. You don't actually know what works. As Alex Hormozzi once told me, do enough of the things that work and few enough of the things that don't over long enough of a period of time, you can't help but be successful. So I actually got this from Dan Martell via SAS Academy. It's called the Precision Scorecard. Every single week, we go through and we pull the numbers, how many leads, um, uh, how many leads, what percentage of leads schedule calls, how much pipeline do we add into the system, introduce agencies, that sort of thing. Um, we do that every week. My assistant pulls those numbers for me, and we go over them every Monday as a team. There's three of us that are W-2s, so we're, we're pretty small. Um, uh, but then I also do this for marketing. So every single week, I go through, and I pull these numbers for every single channel. How many leads, how many calls, according to our model, how much revenue did that make us, how much did we spend on Google Ads, et cetera, what's our ROI or ROAS from these different channels, and across all ads. And that, le that lets me make better decisions about... Uh, about marketing and what to keep investing in and what not. Final thing is when you make these changes, when I make any change to my conversion uh, forms, especially, I'm annotating it in Google Analytics. So if something drops and I don't have it annotated, I'm in trouble. I don't know what I changed, right? So I annotate every single thing so I can roll stuff back as quickly as possible. I don't use any like fancy software. Um, so over the last 20 minutes, I showed you a couple things. Uh, number one, we talked about traffic and playing to your strengths. SEO content has worked really well for us and referrals and, and friendships um, has worked really well for us. Other things may work better for you. Um, and I leverage my relationships and, and expertise in building this company. Keep it simple with your forms. Pre-fill as much as you can. Uh, make people think a lot less. Leverage social proof on your conversion pages and across your site, but not under the form. Um, and choose one conversion event. Have one way for them to start. You can then route them in different ways based off of what they do, but choose one way to start. Don't make them choose between a free demo, a free trial, uh, you know, whatever else, you, you know, uh, get a puppy, whatever else it is. I just see SaaS companies do this all the time, especially early on. Um, and then follow-ups. Contact them quickly if they haven't done the thing that you need them to do. Uh, SMS has been absolutely amazing for us. It's totally game-changing. Uh, Brasan, I, I want a cut of all the people that sign up here. Um, and then personalize it. Use plain text and tell them exactly what they are going to get once they show up to do the thing that you want them to do, which is also the thing that's going to get them to their goal. Um, so that's it. I'm John Doherty, founder and CEO of Credo and Editor Ninja. Thank you all for your time. I'll be around for a little bit. Happy to answer questions. Thank you.